If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117. And you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked. It is IGN's weekly Xbox show, episode 608 for August 16th, 2023. We're counting it down to Starfield at this point, which is a good, good feeling. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Very, very happy to be back here after Disneyland (laughs) and then COVID, which I got at Disneyland. Uh, I made it three and a half years. I'd gone the whole, I'd never had it. Uh, And and I'm lucky I got off pretty easy. It it felt like I had the flu for about a day and a half, like achy. And uh, when I did go to urgent care, just because it was over a weekend, like my doctor, you know, his office is closed. I just wanted to get the the Paxlovid. I've heard from Mm -hmm. people that that's helpful. So I just went and, and they... You know, confirm that I had it, which I already knew from that home test. But, but my temperature got up to like 102.8. Oh my god! I, so I was like, mm. oh, I, I, and I don't think it's been that high. I like in decades. Wow, okay. many many decades. But Advil took it right down, and it was. I, I got off pretty easy. It wasn't wasn't too bad, but still not quite in a was not suitable for for podcasting last week. Yeah. Um. Or is you know either obviously I couldn't be here, but even remotely. Uh, it was good to just lay low for a little while, but happy to be back. And Stella Chung is to my left. How are you? Good, excited. I'm going to Gamescom this Friday. Well, we're leaving earlier, but yeah. Excellent. Did you go last year or is this your first one? I did. I did. went okay. last year. Yeah. And we did the whole, my first Gamescom vlog. That's right. I, I couldn't remember. Yeah. The... Last year was your first one. I think we yeah. had talked about that and given you a bunch of tips. tips and and yes. Tricks. yes. <laughs> um, did you go to the, to the top of the cathedral? I did not, but I went, you gotta do. I went inside, but I yeah. didn't go to the top. But this time I think I'm going to ration my time out a little bit more. So I think I'll do that. It's real because it's the only tall thing in <laughs> downtown. Like it's the only, yeah. so it's, you just have a beautiful view of the Rhine River. And oh, that's it's, wonderful. It's fa- and then there's a, I probably said this last year. There's an awesome like Roman history because the city was founded by Romans. Right. There's a Roman history museum right next door to the cathedral. Oh, really? But if you've okay, got a couple that. hours, okay. super worth it. Cool. 
uh, okay. really good. Hey, uh, we, there's other people on oh, the show. Oh, yeah, I'm right. Oh. Hi, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going, too. <laughs> Chiming in. Host of Spawn on Me, Khalif Adams. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Glad to have you back. Uh, it was it was it was nice to to see that you were getting yourself back in back in mode. I also wanted to thank the two unlocked fans who said they liked my new beardless look. Uh, I wanted to thank you who said that on Twitter. Uh, this this was actually just this was a mistake. I, 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 I messed Did you go up. to trim and actually just went went all the way because I've done. I was that. I, I yeah. That's that thing where you where you mess up and you go a little bit too far. And yeah. I was looking like a Red Dead character for about twenty minutes, and I was like, I need to cut. I need to cut the rest of this off before oh. before before we mess it all up into the world. And I was like, it's got to go. So here we go. So, but thank you for those two fans who said that on on X or whatever it's called now. The bigger uh, story. The that? bigger story is not your beard mishap. It's that somebody complimented on twitter at all period yeah, there, yeah. there was a compliment issued on, on it, it, X. something was in retrograde it might have been mercury yeah. it might have been something else i don't know what it was we'll but somebody it. was nice to me on the internet it was kind of it was sweet so now my followers fun. are all very nice that's why exactly. that's why i've i've blocked all the people that aren't <laughs> like, you, know, you, you do what you got to do to survive out there destin legary from los angeles good to see you sir bam hey everybody Good to see you too, Ryan. What a- Good to be back. Uh, yeah, there's there's so much going on. We're gonna we got plenty to get to. I wanted to start with just a quick. So it's well established that I'm old, oh. and there is a there's an old game that just got really actually beautifully remastered, uh, mm. not remade, but just really polished up nice because it's still it'll still definitely look old. It's it's got its original look to it, but Quake Two, yeah, it just got redone. And is now it's it's on Game Pass. So I just went and downloaded it. I was I was happy to see it getting promoted right on the the front page of the Xbox dashboard when you turn on your machine. But yeah, id software. I mean, this is if you love Doom, the you know, modern Doom, Doom Eternal, and you wanna sort of see a piece of where id software came from, we're watching the trailer right now, courtesy of our super producer Red. It is uh it is an interesting piece of their history because it weirdly had absolutely nothing to do with quake one (laughs) nothing at all in fact i believe i've seen it interviews since that where it says like yeah we should have called it something else because it's it's a sci-fi like alien invasion game where and the first quake has a pretty paper thin story but it's about like kind of eldritch monsters and it's more fantasy tinged uh, but Quake 2 is just like a straight sci-fi war game. Love that. But it is, it's, you know, you're watching some footage of it here if you're watching us on video. Like, it, it was always a fast game. I mean, the the nail gun came back from, from Quake 1, and uh, it's still, it just, it plays as as every id software game has. It just plays really well even now, even if it doesn't, you know, obviously it looks old. But back in the day... Khalif, you might be, I think you and I are close to the same age. You might remember how big a deal it was that Quake 2 was the first game, first shooter to introduce colored lighting. <laughs> yes. Lights that yep. weren't white. There were, uh-huh. there were, you know, you had blue lights, red lights, just so you could you could do different colored lights for the first time. That's how that's how far the industry has come in a pretty short amount of time. This game's from 1997, if memory... Yeah, because Quake was 95 or 96. 95 or 6, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it plays pretty well on the controller, because like I said, I just 
I downloaded it on on the console just mm. to kind of because that was qu- the quickest, easiest thing in front of me. But it's a nice little history lesson. Yeah. If uh, I'd be curious what our what our resident competitive <laughs> shooter expert. There's multiplayer. I so in, I downloaded it. Yeah, I downloaded it last weekend, but I got very distracted by Baldur's Gate, so I feel a little bit bad. But <laughs> thank you for reminding me because I do have it downloaded and I have it on my monster PC, so I'm gonna play it there. I did watch Lyric play it, who played on PC, uh, PC as well. Oh my God, let me tell you, that mouse and keyboard movement goes crazy. Yeah. I cannot wait to play it because I've been getting a little bit tired of Apex. So I'm just like, ooh, an arena shooter. Yeah. Perfect. So I'll definitely try it tonight and I'll, I'll let you know how I how I like it. I will be eager to get your report <laughs> back on that. Um, yeah, it's... Speaking of Baldur's Gate, can we just pause for a second? So this game is not currently coming to Xbox. They, they apparently are trying, but yes. they're having trouble with the Series S. Uh, PC Gamer gave it their highest review score uh, in, I think they said 16 years was the tweet. Like wow. they don't, they don't get into the upper 90s too often over there. Uh, I, I don't recall if we've put a score on our review in progress yet because our, again, it's like 150 plus hours. It's, it's a lot, yeah. Our, mm-hmm. We have one of our best uh, RPG folks, Leanna Hafer, is reviewing it. Um, so I'm not sure if we have a score on it yet, but. And Destin, have you had a chance to have either of you guys had a chance to, yeah. to dip into it yet? Destin's with a wide eye and, and Cobb with a yes as well. Um, I guess we won't get too far into it because, again, it's not coming to Xbox at the moment. But I, I guess my, my point of bringing this up since, since you since you mentioned it is just to say uh, this game appears to be so good that I'm and I'm sure this is happening. But to the Xbox engineering team. <laughs> Get your asses to Larian and get this shit fixed because we need this game on Xbox. Like everybody on any platform, any major platform should have access to this thing. Yeah, it plays really well on controller as well from what I'm told. But doing the switch from keyboard and mouse to controller is a little bit confusing sometimes just because it has a completely different layout. But it still works really well on console. So, um, yeah, I I know some people were talking about how on the PS5 they were playing split screen at home with like their kids or whatever. And I'm just out on PS5. I thought that was the PS5 version. I think out coming out in September. September. September yeah. Oh, it, I'm sorry. Someone right mentioned. Sorry, they mentioned PC. Split PC screen. with game. That's what it was. Right. PC. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. And I'm just like, I mean, come on. If it's on PC, like we could we could do something here with Xbox, please. Like, I mean, I know it's the Series S that they have issues with. Um. And I I do actually appreciate the fact that they are kind of pushing back the release date for Xbox because they want to make sure the quality is as good as possible. But it's like, I mean. You know, if you could implement that later, Halo did that. Yeah, I, I, you're <laughs> totally right. I yeah. I am of the opinion that this game, like, and and if you're Microsoft and you're the, you know, you're kind of the leadership team, not necessarily all the way up to Phil, but we know Phil plays everything. I'm sure Phil's spent a good time, good bit of time with this game well before, like months ago. I'm sure mm-hmm. play, Phil has played this and knows what's coming. Because I, I think you're absolutely right, Stella. Like, this is a game where... If you're Microsoft, you know how good it's going to be, how good it's shaping up. Just bend the rules. They, they've they like, <laughs> yeah. as console generation, this, you can point out, yeah. of course, I, I didn't even, I wish I had like thought of this ahead of time. I could have actually <laughs> researched it. I don't have any examples off the top of my head, but we've seen the so-called rules get bent yeah. on, on sort of console things like, <sighs> storage requirements and i mean well okay here's one small example xbox live arcade 
used to have a originally a 50 megabyte file size limit. Oh, wow. Any live arcade mm. game had to be 50 megs or less, but eventually developers were pushing up against that and pushing past it. And I don't know what the first game was to blow past it, but eventually the rule changes because it, you know, that what benefits developers and benefits players is to break that rule. Mm -hmm. And so just kill the split screen option on the Series S. Say, sorry, if you got a Series S, it's <laughs> single player only. Like, let's just, let's get this game out on Xbox. Yeah. It's not worth... I, this sounds really elitist to say, and I don't mean it this way, but it's not worth a Series X owner's suffering I know. because the Series S has not been able to, to get the job done on the split screen front. Yeah, it sucks too because I have a few viewers come in and they're just like, oh, but like, you know, they ask me questions about the game and they're like, well, I don't want to spoil myself because I'm waiting for it to come out on Xbox, but that's good to know for when it does release. And I always feel bad because I'm like, well, I'm lucky enough that I'm more of a PC gamer so I can play it here, but I feel bad because if someone only owns an Xbox, they're missing out on this. So. I, Larian's making all the right moves here, honestly. I think they should delay it on Xbox. If it's not up to their standards, I'm glad it's delayed. I, I think the inverse of releasing it on the series S and it just being a, a muddled disaster is <laughs> is is not obviously an outcome anybody wants, right? Including Larry. And so I'm okay with the delay. I do agree Xbox needs to get over there and fix it though, Ryan, for sure. Um, and just their whole process, like the fact that where there's no reports of crunch being utilized to make yeah. the game the three-year early access period, which they used that data to improve the product, I'm fine with early access. Like Grounded did that, Fortnite did that. As long Arc. as you're saying, Arc did that. The fact, mm. as long as you're saying, hey, this is early access, so it's not gonna be perfect, I'm fine with that. It'll be some weird messaging though on their part if they had to go back because they already did an a version of early yeah. access in one other space. So having to go like, we did early access, now we're launching, now we're doing early access again. That's a weird thing for them. But oh, I, I'm, I, the, I'm not saying they should do it again. No, 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 yeah. no. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that. I'm, I'm just saying that the other layer of that conversation too is like, it feels like money lost on the table too for Xbox in that way, right? Of just like, here's another way that you can show platform diversity in terms of the games that you're making and have on offer for people and it just isn't there yet that's that just makes me sad for all the folks who are looking to play this on console because i've been playing this on pc too so yeah. it's one of those things no it's it's I, a great man. point Kyle, because it's you're you know I, i'm i don't i don't know quite how to allocate the quote-unquote blame and it's blames the wrong word but, mm. but you know whether you you direct this at larian or microsoft or or both or what but if you're microsoft you've effectively handed sony and an accidental console exclusive on an incredible game yeah mm -hmm. it, it just that's what's happened you know whether you didn't mean for it to happen but that's that's what's happening yeah you've got starfield on your platform if you're microsoft which is <laughs> pretty great and we're going to be playing that game a lot very soon yeah but you know it would be even better to have Starfield and Baldur's Gate 3 on Xbox. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh I'm I'm sure that there's a lot of effort going into solving the situation and hopefully I, it won't be too long before the Xbox version gets gets done. 
I know the perception is that it's a PlayStation exclusive by a lot of fans, but even the director of publishing is like, nah, bro, it's not a PlayStation <laughs> 5 exclusive. Well, it's, for the time it's being, it's coming to Xbox. Yeah. yeah. For the, for the time, time being, time. That's, why, that's why I said accidental. Yeah. That's it's, it's yeah. a very intentional no, 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 no. word I'm choice. just saying, like, I'm just saying, I saw that all over on the internet. Yeah. A lot of PlayStation fans talking about how it's an exclusive, and the director of publishing, Hilarion, is like, <laughs> not an exclusive, dude. <laughs> Folks are excited and grasping at some interesting straws when it comes to, I need something to show. It's that, it's really interesting yeah. to see that people are and, like jumping on that, but I get it. And like, I keep hearing about how polished and perfect it is. It's, it's not polished or perfect. I don't, I don't think a lot of people are saying that. It's just feature complete, which is awesome. Like the fact that, you know, Axe 3 gets buggier like that. We see that get a pass all the time. We see that happen with Skyrim, for example. Like it had a lot of problems that needed to be addressed, especially on the PlayStation 3 back in the day. But there's something really good there with the core of like what Skyrim was. And there, there are a lot of games like that. The Undead Berg and I think, was it Demon Souls or Dark? It was in Dark Souls, right? With the yeah. slowdown. It's like, that's there, but you still know you're playing a masterpiece. So yeah. yeah. Hopefully, uh starfield is one of those where like the bugs can be overlooked but i know a lot of people are not really leaning into that because they're like well it's still a bethesda game there are going to be people who are going through that game <laughs> with a magnifying all... glass mm -hmm. and a fine-tooth well, comb and just bad. Just it's not even out yet, right? yeah yeah it's yeah. not even out yet and that's already happening it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it did uh, it did go gold, which I use in air quotes because it's kind of a meaningless term these days. It, it, it's it's the, the definition of what that is and what that means has changed a lot. What what does that mean, right? Does that just mean they can put print it on a disc? Exactly. They've they've uh, it's been certified by the platform holder, in this case, Microsoft, as this game is good to be released in its current form. But of course, the work doesn't stop. They just Usually, most games have a day one patch. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Starfield does. It's obviously going to get patched at some point. Whether there's a immediate update right on day one remains to be seen. I, I think the odds of that are probably pretty good, just be, given the size and scope of it. And uh, but yeah, it just means that the game is sort of has hit the final milestone before it can be distributed in 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 a public way. Okay. <laughs> I was just curious because like, I always hear that. I always hear that. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, I went gold. I'm like, doesn't that just mean you can put it on a yeah. desk? Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, in previous so, console generations, like, you know, let's just go back, say the 360 days mm -hmm. when it, if it went gold, it's done. You know, it's, that right. was pretty much, that was what you were going to get on the disc. And sure. Some games would still have, have patches as time went on. But, um, but yeah, you know, when, when halo 3 went gold it's like sweet halo 3's done and that's then it would get start getting that build would get pressed onto the discs that would get shipped out to stores so it's a hugely important milestone for the development side and the absolutely side yeah. yeah and for retail retail was a big part of that conversation too yes like oh we know that they're coming now we can get, get slack ready for shelves yeah <laughs> yes all right uh let's talk about another game that we're looking forward to it's not out yet unlike starfield stalker 2 our headline topic this week of course subtitled heart of chernobyl so this was a weird story this week this is why i wanted to start with this well partial it's weird but also i, I feel like this game we're not really thinking about it too much as xbox players right now 
not that that's anybody's fault. It's because the developers have just been quietly working away while a war, an actual war rages on their, in their backyard. Uh, but the, the Stalker 2 development team continuing to work, they haven't done anything all year. Uh, we got a trailer from them at the end of December last year. So they've been quiet for the last eight months. Uh, that's about to come to an end when, uh, at, at Gamescom. Yeah. So can't wait for that. I, I will be eager to hear <laughs> your report on it, Stella. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about Stalker 2 a little bit now because it's, it's, it's a, a maybe release date and I'm, not, I'm skeptical of this and I, I want to go around the table and see how much stock all of you want to put in this. But maybe coming out on December 1st? This is according to distributor PlayOn's website. This was first spotted by WCCF Tech. Uh, the official German PlayOn store is the one that has a listing for Stalker 2 on PC with a December 1st release date. And it describes the game as a unique mix of first-person shooter horror and immersive sim, similar to the first game. It also mentions that it has survival mechanics for hunger, sleep, and bleeding, as well as a dynamic day and night cycle with realistic weather effects. All this is music to my ears. I am, cannot wait to play this game. Uh, while this date could obviously be a placeholder, December 1st does land on a Friday when a lot of games are released, and other games on the store without firm dates are given a December 31st placeholder date. This particular store also has a history of leaking dates this way, as Darksider 2's Switch version had a similar thing happen. Kyle, let me go to you first. How optimistic are you that Stalker 2 is going to come out on December 1st? I mean, the, the hard part about it is knowing how most marketing cycles kind of go you would want the ability to get a lot of that conversation rolling up towards launch. You know, we're in August now. You usually want to have at least six months to really do that unless you're doing a, you know, Beyonce drop drop the album as soon as it's ready kind of deal, which is very, very rare in the gaming space because that just is antithetical to the way that marketing works. So December 1st being the date that this game, which is a huge game for, for that team and is a well-known property, I'm going to give that a no. <laughs> I don't think that that's actually going to happen. If it does, it would be really interesting to see how the team responds or talks about that with all the actual real world issues that are happening right now in Ukraine. It would be really kind of interesting to see how a team that's working in such dire circumstances or around such dire circumstances is able to get this game out in that way. And then what is the kind of boost that they get from the Xbox platform to kind of help that conversation kind of pushed throughout the industry but i've not seen a game that is supposed to be this big in terms of its uh you know community connection in terms of folks being really excited for it and anticipated just get dropped like that without a fairly good lead up in in the marketing space if it did happen it would yeah. certainly solidify and really strengthen xbox's exclusive game lineup for the fall because you'd have mm -hmm. starfield Forza Motorsport, and then Stalker 2, a major first-person, AAA first-person shooter. So it, it would certainly make their Q4 look even better, but uh, we've got a no, one no so far from Ka. Destin, yep. are you buying this December 1st release date? Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Destin the Optimist. They, they've been very clear that they're going to release it when it's ready, so 
if December 1st is the ready date, it's ready, you know, and it doesn't seem like Xbox is like pressuring them to get it out because, you know, the whole war that they're sitting <laughs> no, in the middle yeah, of that whole thing. Yeah, that whole terrible thing that they're having to deal with, you know. So uh, if it is December 1st, great. I'm very excited to play it. If it's not, I don't care about delays. I've, I never well, care about delays. Right. If no, that, none if, of us are suggesting well, okay. that. No yeah. delay. Didn't they say, didn't they confirm though that it's 2023 they in did. their previous I, I, I actually was on their official website uh, yeah. yesterday when I was just prepping for the show. Cause I think, I think I was looking for some art for, uh, for the thumbnail for yes. this, this week's episode, the episode you're watching right now. Uh, and yeah, it does just say 2023 mm. at the top of their website. So yeah, that is sort of their official okay. release window is, is still this year. So, all right. Yep. Destin going, so I'm saying, yeah, I, okay. I think they, I think that that's what they've decided to do. December 1st. Stella. I, I mean, seeing this, I was like, oh yeah, that's totally possible. Um, so I'm, I'm torn. I think it would be a bad move for them to come out in December because it's way too late to be considered for any sort of game of the year nominations. Um, oh. I think that it would be really bad for them just because Starfield and Forts are going to be very big games, Starfield specifically. I mean, you're not going to be done with that or Baldur's Gate by that time because a lot of people are going to be split. So between those two big games, you're definitely going to have a cross mix of audience members who want to play Stalker 2, but want to finish those games first because there just have been so many games coming out because of the delays and they're all getting released now. So I feel like it'd be a better idea to do it in 2024 early, maybe like March, something like that. And that way there's like more eyes on it. You're able to actually get more time into it and get players to prepare for it. So like finish up your games, like how you were finished up Diablo 4 yes. for um, Starfield. I finally, I made a point. I was like, I have to finish the yeah. campaign because, <laughs> you know, Starfield is just a couple weeks away. Yeah. So I, I stopped my obsession with <laughs> blue exclamation marks, yeah. the side quests, because I was, I was every town I it's would tempting. find, I'd just be like, oh, side quest, yeah. this is fun. And I, I was really enjoying the side quest. Mm -hmm. uh, Your renown yeah. is going to be almost done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to, uh, and, and in hindsight, so I did, I, I just mainlined the quest, okay, finished cool. it a couple nights ago, yeah. the, the campaign. By the way, great campaign. I think it was, I think it's mm -hmm. the best of the four mainline oh, Diablo games in cool. terms of the, the story and how the can't, yeah, Ka nodding along with a big yes. <laughs> uh, Blizzard did a great job of, of making the story valuable and compelling in a game that ultimately is a, is a, a gear-based grind, yeah. right? Like, you're, you're, it's all about just getting the best stuff for your character, but they did a great job on the story with this one. So, uh, but yes, exactly to your point. Of, yeah. There's... There's you gotta you gotta clear out these other games before you get to stuff like Stalker Two or or any yeah. of these other you know big Q4 early 2024 games. Yeah, so I feel like it totally could come out this year, and I think if they feel ready for it, they should. But I think it would not be smart for them. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like I'll still play it, but I think it just wouldn't be the best time for them to come out. All right. So I, I hear I hear your logic, but I am curious, Stella. Do you think the date's legit? The date? Yeah. December do you think 1st. December? Do you think it's real? Do you think they are releasing it? That I absolutely hear you about releasing in like March. That mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm curious if you I think. I don't know. The date it feels a little real. weird. Like the first, right? When, when is that? That's a Friday, it's a right? Friday. That yeah, that's a Friday. Nothing. Yeah. And uh, there, we do have w at least one, one that's coming to mind. Major December release this year, because most years we don't. Most historically mm -hmm. in the games industry. 
most big publishers want to get their games out before Black Friday. Right. Uh, but there have been some notable December games over the years. And this one, this year, that game is the Pandora first-person shooter. Excuse me, a Avatar, which is... Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, that's early December. I don't yeah. think it's the first. I think it might be like one week after, maybe the 8th then, or Something whatever like the that. Tuesday yeah, is. Yeah, let me see. That is... Uh, the seventh, yeah. Dragon Quest Monsters: The Dark Prince is on the first. Um, yeah, those are the two. By the way, I really hope this this uh, Avatar shooter is good because it looks gorgeous. That last trailer we got, which we're looking at a uh, piece of right now, like it's a beautiful looking game, and it's it's massive at U the massive team at Ubisoft I, who has a, a really good resume, yeah. good track record. I, I have a bit of a, a thought on that, Ryan. Well, make it I quick think... since we're not actually talking about it. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. I brought it up. Okay, go ahead. I, I, I think the, the worlds that you're supposed to live in for like 500 hours, I think the audience is starting to fatigue on it hard. I, I think Avatar. they want... I sure am. Mm -hmm. No, like games like The Division or Destiny 2, oh, where okay. you're just supposed to play one game for the rest of your yeah, life. It becomes a job. I, I think the audience is just like, yeah, this feels like a job. Yeah. And, and I think because there have been so many of those, I am a little worried about the reception to Avatar. <laughs> I think well, it looks gorgeous, it's, it's though. It looks big, amazing. It's not a big, like, 500-hour thing, though, is it? I thought it was just more of a traditional single-player first-person shooter. Am I wrong not on sure. that? Eh, I don't know. Because, like, if you look at Valhalla, Valhalla's, like, a, a single-player experience, but it's the game's just, like, massive. Yeah, it's an RPG, though. Yeah. Mm. Avatar aside, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So Stella, you're you're a no in terms of buying this December first date. Kaz a no. Destin's a yes, which means I either can swing this mm -hmm. yeah. definitively towards the nose or or split us completely right down the middle. But I'm not buying this either. So it's three to one here uh, in terms of not that what we not that our opinions matter. Whether we'll see yeah, if know, this right? thing yeah. is <laughs> actually going to come out on December first. Yeah. But uh, I'm not buying this either. And Kai, you you hit on it you, for me. You you really zeroed in on the key reason why I don't buy this, and it's marketing. That's it's yeah. as simple as that. Uh, now, th there are games that have made shorter marketing pushes before from from uh you know really saying anything and confirming your release date to actually shipping we of course saw uh the most recent examples call of duty modern warfare 3 which didn't mm -hmm. it leaked like hell but it didn't officially get announced until super recently and it's out in early november mortal kombat 1 announced in june out in uh, about a month from now actually in in mid-september but mm -hmm. Uh, even though Stalker is a known thing and it's definitely a triple-A game, from a brand perspective, it's not in the Mortal Kombat and Call of Duty realm. And I just don't think, to your point, Kai, you just, you, you're, I don't think Stalker 2 can get away with, with, a, with a little quick three-month split, <laughs> especially in Q4. Uh -huh. And there's going to be a bunch of big games coming out, like not just, you know, there aren't just marketing distractions in terms of a new trailer for this and a, or a, uh, you know, new demo for that or a preview for this, but actual Correct. games releasing that you can buy and really distract yourself. So... Yeah, Ryan, I, correct me if I'm wrong though, but in the business world, isn't doesn't Q4 end in like March? 
Well, some company for every company, yeah, some of them do calendar based quarters and some of them have our fiscal, like I think Microsoft is, is, does the fiscal quarter thing where their, their Q4 is actually like, uh, January to March. And then, you know, I, it, it that's sort of semantics that doesn't really matter for the purposes well, no, of this I, conversation i i think that means stalker 2 could meet the business need of being the big q1 launch because they already have starfield they kind of got 2023 locked down right? right so if it did push to the theorized window you and stella are saying it would meet the business needs of being that temple launch in 2024 of yeah. q4 so q4 uh from a business perspective but from a from a like gamer perspective, I guess it's their big first game of 2024. Yeah. Here's another layer of that because I know we're about to pivot, but I think the Sorry. other part, <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, the other part about this that I did maybe just think about it was think about the game that you would think right now was currently the most uh, similar to what that game might have been. And that was Atomic Heart. Yeah. So if you, you know, and, and Atomic Heart got a really big push marketing wise from the, from the Xbox side. So for them to have this game also be under that banner and for it to not get that kind of treatment and it's supposedly dropping Q4, that tells me something about where it's potentially going to land. And that's where I'm like, eh, I don't know. I think they would want to give that team as much, uh, as many eyes as possible, knowing the circumstances of what the studio is going through and to know what they're making a game that has some, you know, cultural cachet in that space. Too. Yeah. Great point, Kai. Yeah. The, 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 when you kind of add it up, like, Covering games before they're out is my entire job at IGN, other yeah. than this. This is the part I get to do for fun is, is unlocked. But there's right, been... I, I have I have one more point, but no, I feel no, like I'm ahead. on strike. I feel like I'm at strike number eight. <laughs> I'm not ready to segue yet. Oh, dang it. I thought, I, I thought you were about to. First of all. That's why you listen right. to what the, he's saying so you know when to jump in. <laughs> here's here's what I'm gonna do. I, I was gonna I was gonna let this go. But now I'm not. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna annoyingly correct Destin, even though I was yeah. gonna be a nice guy and let it go. Starfield's technically out in Q3. Because mm. it's oh the beginning of yeah. September. So Stalker's Quarter. Q4. So that actually helps my argument. <laughs> um, but uh, well, Forts is out in Q4. They've got that. But uh, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, October right? October is still Q3. Yeah, you know what? Destin goes straight to strike eight, one year ban from There unlocked. we go, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if that makes no sense, it's going to make sense in a second. But um, I'm going to make my point first, Destin, about Stalker 2. I missed which, a little bit. I'd always do the segues, and I thought I had one ready. But. You know what? We're all, I've been gone. We're rusty as a unit here. As, as a group, we're a little rusty. Uh, it's fine. It happens. Uh, it's, you know, it's like, a, it's like one of the players on your team coming back from an injury you got to kind of he's got to work his way back in uh there have been again the last trailer for stalker 2 was in december there have been no previews of this game and uh i just don't see it all happening in in a three-month blitz especially in q4 when there's a bunch of other stuff coming out it's a big this is a big exclusive for microsoft i i just don't see it now do I think there's a very, very good chance we're going to get a release date at Gamescom? Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's highly likely, or at least a win- a month, right? At least a window. Like, coming in March of 2024, I think that's entirely likely. Um, but 
I would I would do my classic lunch bet in and out burger bet here that this game <laughs> Stalker 2 will not be out in calendar 2023. If I happen I again, if I'm wrong, great cuz then I I still get to eat in and out even though I have to pay for it. <laughs> and and then I and I get to play Stalker 2. So it's it's win-win either way, but I I'm with I'm with Ka and and Stella here. I don't think I think this is a placeholder from this uh this this website listing that's known to leak things in the past <laughs> but we'll learn more soon at gamescom all right uh let's get back to banning destin from the show for a year no we're not going to do that but if he is a dickhead on xbox live he might get banned for a year courtesy of microsoft's new strike based program to decrease bad behavior on the platform. In a new Xbox Wire blog post, Xbox's CVP, is that Chief Vice President? I don't know what the C is. Corporate Vice President. Thank you. Ka knows this business world better than I do. I gotcha. Corporate Vice President of Player Services Dave McCarthy detailed the new program. Players found violating Xbox's community standards will receive a strike which will stay on your record for six months before it's removed. The severity of the violation determines the number of strikes and the length of the punishment, as shown in the little weird illustration they had on the blog page. If a player receives eight total strikes, their account will be suspended from using Xbox's social features like party chat and online multiplayer for one year. However, even in that scenario, single-player experiences will remain unaffected, and no purchased content will be stripped from suspended players. In an effort to provide transparency and educate players on what behavior is deemed inappropriate, Microsoft will show players their enforcement history, which lets them see how many current strikes they have in addition to any active, completed, or expired suspensions issued. So, which one of y'all is going to fill up your suspension passport booklet first? <laughs> what? You're the nicest guy I know. Seriously. Don't put me in a game of Mortal Kombat with people. I'll, I'll cut oh you God. out. You try to beat me. But but it's, but I, I like I like this from a philosophy perspective. This is another part of the conversation of Xbox really trying to double down on making the the community less toxic in a, in a lot of different ways. We had we had Dave on our show uh, to talk about the kind of initial first layer of this which was the enforcement and the kind of reporting of features that they were adding to the xbox platform and and what is interesting to see while they're making this court while they're making this connection here is now we have a, another metric of how we should have an expectation for the platform to respond to people having those communication issues or having those you know toxic moments though the thing that is always going to bubble up and the thing that we talked about on that episode was so what happens when you get the false flags? What happens when you get the false reporting? Because people, if they're going to potentially say you've you know, done something terrible yeah. or you know, what's the layers that you have as a player to say, hey, that wasn't me or hey, that was a moment when I was having a bad day. Like, how do you try to figure out the ways to balance that out? And what does that mean for the folks who are doing this work on the back end, which is a, another big part of that conversation, because you need humans to be able to do this work, to be able to vet some of that stuff and see the infractions and, and make that happen. So I, I like this in philosophy, in, in the way that they're thinking about this, and it will bring something really, really good to the, to, to the team and to the platform to help, you know, kill some of that toxicity we see. See, everybody's got to go listen to Spawn on Me. Got that good <laughs> stuff with uh, Mr. McCarthy already, yeah. already on top of it. 
You've already you've already done this. We try. We try. Yeah. No, not not You're that. Done. But like this. But this is good though. I like that this is a new version, a new part of that yeah. entire. Let's make this space better because I have gotten some fun messages in the past couple oh, of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> that I'm like, I mean, I'm reporting you. On that, yeah, on that note, I mean, Stella, I don't know about what your experiences are online, but you're you're really vocal about about the, uh, uh, quite frankly, abuse that, that's directed your way in yeah. IGN comments, YouTube comments, and on social media. So you know what? How do you feel about eight strikes? It's too many. Mm. It's it's too many. Also, I did not realize that you're okay. So let's see. Um, it's going to stay on your record for six months before it's removed. That is way too short of time for players to accrue eight strikes before they're actually taken down and s suspended. And that's that is way too many. That's way too short of time. I think it should be about a year before um, you know you can get rid of any of the strikes on your account. So yeah, eight is a lot. I mean. I don't know, like eight, knowing that there's going to be eight, you know that there are going to be some really crappy people who decide to try to like push the boundary very much, right? Because you can still see how many strikes you have. So like, oh, I only have seven. I'm good. I only have one month left before all of my uh, stuff falls off anyways. And because of my six months are almost up. So you can, you can definitely see that there are going to be people who abuse that and try to push the boundary a little bit. Um I, I like the idea of this. I'm glad they're implementing something like this, which is very much long overdue because you still get those jokes of people being like, oh, you wouldn't have survived back in the Xbox, you know, Call, Call of Duty <laughs> lobby days. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, no one should. <laughs> no one should be deal, deal, dealing with these like sexist and racist comments and just anything else. Like, no, you shouldn't have to deal with that. Gaming should be a great space where people could come together and talk about games that they like. And yeah, okay, sure. A fair amount of like shit talk before games. Sure, that's fine, right? Like competitive games. But it's like, like what Ka said, like, oh, maybe someone was just having a bad day. Okay, but if they're having a bad day, what they say is very... It really points to what their character is. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we, we've, we've seen there are plenty of examples of uh, societal yeah. situations with, with uh, like well-known people where, oh yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not really like that. I was just having like, really? are you? I think yes, you really like that. I actually, think you are. Just, just show us all who you are. Yeah, you know, like I have a bad day. I go home and have a drink and just like pet my cat and just relax. I don't go on like racist tirades you know so yeah. different this week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by nord vpn hey if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts nord vpn is a great way to go you can use nord vpn a virtual private network to watch live sporting events TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. 
To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash unlocked without the E. That's N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash U-N-L-O-C-K-D. And that'll give you four extra months on the two-year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. glad this is being implemented but i think they can do better they can tighten up and if if it's a little too restrictive they can always open it up right that's the thing you don't Mm. want to be too generous especially for something like this where people are sometimes get death threats and even group chats and like i'm not gonna lie xbox live chats have not gotten any better so you know so just to lay out a a little bit more of the of the eight strike system before I go to Destin and continue this conversation. Cause this, this is, again, I think this is a really important conversation. And I think, um, I, I will tell you, I, I tweeted Phil, uh, my dissatisfaction yeah. with this initial implementation of it. And to his credit, he responded publicly. So uh, I'll talk about that in a second, but so s- strike one, you get a one day ban strike two, one day ban, man, this graphic is so tiny. It's hard to read. Thank God for LASIK, but, uh, <laughs> Strike three is a three-day ban. Strike four, seven-day ban. You get 14-day timeout for strike five. 21 days, so three-week ban for strike six. 60 days for strike seven, and it's strike eight is the full year. Uh, Destin. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Stella, did you have, did you have more in reaction to that? That's better, but do you know if they're IP bans? Because there are going to be people who try to work around that, Like right? by making a new account. Yeah. That was a common That's... refrain that I saw yeah. uh, in responses to mine and Phil's exchange on Twitter about this. And yeah, and yeah I don't know the answer to that. Oh, because so they've not said... Not, uh, okay. I read this piece, the, yeah. the, the blog, and I did not see anything about that. Okay. Um, but that I think that is a very valid and important question. Yeah. Destin, your thoughts on this? This is an instance where I'm just appreciative that they're giving it their best shot, right? We can discuss like our eight strikes too many or whatever, but I don't, I don't think That's anybody exactly else. Exactly what I want to discuss. <laughs> yeah. <I> think- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well. No, go ahead, please. Let's, let me let me finish quick, please. Uh, I just want to say that I'm glad that somebody is doing something to improve their gaming community, right? I, and Xbox may not have everything perfect, but they're putting something out there and they're listening to feedback about it. Yeah. And they're trying to implement changes. And anytime anybody's like listening to feedback and then implementing changes based on that feedback, I think that's a huge win. Well said. Yeah, I mean, YouTube is famously a mm-hmm. place where it's just like, you're expected to just have thin, thick skin. And if right. you're going to read the yeah. YouTube comments, I'm like, well, why should, like you said a minute ago, Stella, <laughs> yeah. why, why should I be attacked for my, like, I know what my face looks like. Why do you need, why does that need to be the comment in the, in yeah. the YouTube video by default? I think, yeah, it, 
And there's a big difference between disagreeing and somebody being racist to Stella. That's not acceptable. Right. Certainly. Mm. So, yeah. Right. I think to your point, Dustin, yeah, of course, we should be appreciative that they're doing something, but I don't think we should reward them for doing basic things that should have been implemented years ago. Right. So mm. that's one so thing fair. that I'm also being very respective of the fact that this has been needed for quite some time now and they're just now getting around to it, which, of course, Features always take a while to get implemented. There's probably testing and everything, but I really am tired of like rewarding companies with like, oh my God, yay, you did this. Fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this one that thing. Nancy that Nancy Pelosi, like <laughs> baby. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's like, as, especially since like, so when it, when I was first just like a, a small time, like full-time streamer, it was very different because I was very, I curated this community, right? So I was like, oh, the gaming community has gotten better. As soon as I did my first like presentation thing for IGN, I was like, oh my God, it really hasn't changed at all. And so it's, there's a lot of stuff that I think can be done better and Xbox, Microsoft of all companies have so much, they have so many resources, they have so many different companies that they have now under their wings that they can talk to about like, hey, how can we make this user interaction better? Like, what can they do? So I think, I don't know, maybe I'm being too much of like a, oh, I've, I've dealt with this well, too much, but like, I don't think we should be like, oh, you're doing a fantastic, good job, sweetie. You know, like, I, I think they can do better, <laughs> right? So that's, that's what I can. I definitely agree with you that they can do better. I don't think anybody else is doing this though. Nobody else has tools like this available to the community. So they're the first one coming uh, out and saying, and, we and, are doing a sweeping change to, to moderation. I would, and hopefully once they establish a, a good system. Yeah, I think Destin, everybody else adopts it. You're, you are zeroing in on, on something that I think we can all agree is, is laudable is the transparency aspect of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. If other companies are doing anything like this, we don't know about it. There's, yeah. there's just some like black magic sorcery that's behind, behind the scenes that nobody sees. And we don't know how really effective it is or isn't. Yeah. So the transparency is good. And uh, that, that is certainly, and, and really that's, that's kind of been Microsoft's MO in recent years is they have tried to be more transparent about everything mm -hmm. with their players, whether it's on a studio level, platform level, or even on a first party game level like yeah. you know the the uh the halo of blogs we get from 343 where they talk about exactly mm -hmm. what what's coming up and what's going on with the game as it continues to grow and evolve those kinds of things for me i yeah i'm i i certainly sit with the white male privilege where i don't i don't get nearly what what you get or or what ka gets but uh, I, I do still think eight, eight strikes is too, too damn many. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. lot. It's, it's, it's too lot. much. I mean, I appreciate that there is a ban of, of, of some length associated with each of those, but the reason that I think eight is, is just too much, it, I'm actually going it, to, it's Microsoft's own words that I'm going to use to explain why eight is, is too many strikes. So they said in their blog post, quote, in 2022, fewer than 1% of all players received a temporary suspension, and only one-third of those received a second. Our data shows that players typically stop inappropriate behavior after one enforcement, quickly learning what is and is not acceptable based on the Xbox community standards and how to better engage on our platform, end quote. So in other words, if less than 1% of the players are the problem 
and they are having an outsized negative effect of ruining the fun for 99, the other 99% of players. My issue is why on earth are, is that tiny fraction of people being given so many slaps on the wrists to continue to be horrible, in some cases for sport, as you were saying, mm -hmm. Stella, before we go ahead and boot them off for an entire year. It's, yeah. it's kind of uh, the, the needs of the few are, are being weighed too heavily against the needs of the many here. It is, and again, I, I, <clears throat> I get that this is going to evolve. And it is, so I, I know this... I know Phil's listening to this at, at the dog park, as he usually does. <laughs> I appreciate that he, uh, he took the time to respond to me on Twitter about this, too. For me, I would, I would uh, compress this into at most five strikes with quickly escalating suspension lengths from one to two to three to four to five. I, I think that would be a, a fair and effective fix to this. And I hope that they'll, they'll obviously they're going to take some time to see what their data shows with yeah. this eight step program. But mm -hmm. I'd like to, I'd, I would advocate for five. I, I will well, add, add one more other point to that too. And I, and I agree with everyone on the, on, on the show today. I think each of you had a really fantastic point. I think the conversation also is, you know, what is the severity of each infraction and how does that equate to whatever points that are there? that's going to be really important and also to a certain extent like to destin's point i think speaking towards the greater philosophy of what this means as well this is a thing that the xbox platform and microsoft and phil and sarah and aaron have all now pulled into this conversation from again i'll go back to marketing gaming is for everyone gaming is for all of the people who we want to have on our platform it is a really important step to give them, give folks who are going to be in those under underrepresented spaces and marginalized spaces, the ability to have tools to be able to do this in a way that is even better than what we previously did. I, it, one of the biggest reasons why people don't report a lot of things is that they don't see anything happening from the platform. Mm -hmm. So now some of these things are going to be built into the ecosystem, into the way that the tools work and the way that the process works. So that hopefully when you do uh, make a report, you'll get something back that's like, yeah. this has made our, our, our industry, our, I'm sorry, our space a little bit better. Here's what happened as much as they can tell, because that's always been a big part of the enforcement layers that they couldn't actually tell people exactly what was happening or if that enforcement was happening directly to that person. Now I'm hoping that some of these tools, since we're getting built into that in this larger toxicity uh, lessening ecosystem, we get more of those things that's, that's in the space. So I, I, I'm with you both, both Destin and Stella in those conversations of like, it's taking too long. And also it's nice that we're finally getting some, some stuff when yeah, a lot of other uh, platforms aren't doing this in that loud and proud way which is something that you also need to signal up. I'm super excited about this. I think this is awesome. And like, I'm very happy that Xbox is working to make a better gaming experience for everybody, especially, mm -hmm. you know, Yuka and you, Stella. And I have to wonder, like, if a terrible message is sent to somebody that has profanity, uh, sexually inappropriate content, harassment, or bullying, like that's probably a multiple strike situation yeah. mm -hmm. where like you just use up all your eight, eight strikes in one message. But if I say the bad word when I'm playing a game, is that a strike for me? So I do have questions about like how it works because there's, there's levels of severity here, right? There's, I can, I can send somebody a message that says a bad word at them, at them personally, or I could be playing and expressing frustration and say a bad word 
are both of those things a strike? Or, or you could be saying something to, to somebody else that you're having fun with and like, F you, yeah. you did a great, great match. Yeah. Does that then get flagged as a thing? Again, that's that's when the human element comes into play in a big way. Of yeah. like, You need someone to really go through that stuff and vet it and, and have context for what the conversation was. Yeah, Dustin, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the multiple strikes per incident thing because that's, uh, I still stand by my read of this is I'd like to see it be no more than five strikes, but I do very much appreciate that uh, that it, you can that, that there are you can get multiple strikes if yeah. depending on how horrible you're you're behaving, so that could rapidly accelerate your uh, time to get to get I'm posing off the that question for a year. What's that? Destin? I'm posing that. I'm posing that question. I don't know the answer. I don't know if that's mm. how it works. No, it is. I'm curious. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that was that yeah. was Phil. So mm -hmm. that that was part of Phil's response to me on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Was he said, in fact, I, I just I did write it down in the show notes here. He said, thanks for the feedback. The enforcement system is designed to empower players and to your point to create a good environment for people that play by the rules. Strikes are assigned based on the severity of the actions and can result in more than one strike for an infraction. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing that mm. can uh, that can help, you know, get get rid of the bad actors. Yeah. more quickly i'm definitely not trying to be like a downer on this new no, system i think it's great i think i'm just no i don't i don't think you are b yeah i yeah. think well i know a lot of comments are going to be saying this which is exactly why i've been like <laughs> not interacting with the community which sucks but some of y'all really suck um i think i just come from a perspective of someone who's literally had to take a break from interacting with a lot of the gaming community who i love and um and especially on twitter and, and youtube where i love having discourse because i've just gotten so much harassment just for being a woman or an Asian woman just presenting the news. Like a lot of times it's not even about what I'm saying. They never listen to the points I make. It's just about me, my appearance, like anything like that. So it's very frustrating. So of course, for me, I think I'm speaking on a place of like, oh my God, this should be implemented. Like it makes very much sense for me, someone who's been targeted. And it's like, I know I'm not the first one. I know I'm not going to be the last one. So it's one of those things of like, yes, this is great. But also I'm, I'm very like frustrated with, the, with how the industry is, how platforms are. I think this is great. I think also they need to consider um with this new system in place there are going to be people who are very toxic and try to take the harassment off platform find you on social media mm. find you on facebook wherever else and that also needs to be taken into account which i think twitch actually does a really good job of doing that and also if they try to evade their bans say make another account while right. they have a day ban i think mm. that should be an immediate one-year suspension i would not disagree with that at all so, mm. yeah that's just like my initial feedback from seeing this so yeah it's yeah. like uh it's like evading police custody the, the, <laughs> the, the penalty gets worse yeah. if you putting your little uh, you what is it bracelet your, your little anklet on your yeah, dog and house leaving. arrest <laughs> <laughs> yeah um there's one other little piece of this and and this is a little bit more of an abstract thing i guess but um chris kane follows me on twitter and responded and brought up something i hadn't thought about in many many years that I think it's relevant to this conversation. I, you know, I don't obviously Xbox builds their platform in a different way now, but I thought this was an, a, a, a good callback from Chris. And I wonder if this could, with this new transparency strike-based system, could be something that, that comes back. And that is this. Chris had said, what happened to the idea of gamer zones 
with various rules of engagement. Uh, and Stella's looking at me like I'm no, it just sounds like planet. it sounds like where you drop your kids off. Like here's the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one you self-select into. Okay, okay. so uh, when the 360 launched, obviously Xbox Live had launched on the original Xbox in 2002, so Live was very much a thing. But when we moved to the 360 in November of 2005, uh, part of the baked-in functionality of the system was. You could select, self-select your preferred gamer zone. And so there was, uh, you know what, I did, uh, like an idiot, I didn't think to write them down here, but it's, I know, uh, recreation was one. There, mm -hmm. I think there were three. Okay. There was like, maybe recreation, like some like hardcore ca competitive, and, okay. and something in between. Huh. Where, and, and the thing, uh, the thing that I, that I'm, was getting at with this is I don't know if if those because con Destin, you guys remember what I'm talking about here, right? You guys remember this yep. from the 360 days? Yeah, I was mm -hmm. the the skull with the orange background. I can't remember what that <laughs> well, was. That's your it was avatar, like, but uh, <laughs> well, it, it was, was it, it was recreation. I don't how it worked, but yeah. recreation pro. So so I'm looking at the I'm looking oh, at looking one of the wikis. Thank you. Is recreation pro family and underground? Yes, you're I was right. underground. Right. So there were four underground, yeah. And, yeah. and then there was the cheater it's... one that you're not, you're not, you, you basically get put into the cheater zone if you found to be a cheater, and then you play with <laughs> just with cheater. So uh, the reason I bring this up in the context of this conversation is good save. Um, <laughs> is uh, a I I don't actually know, and this is this isn't a criticism of Microsoft at all, but I don't actually know if designating your gamer zone actually had any effect on who you were match made with yeah i don't know like there to the to this whole point of this conversation about good job microsoft on the transparency of this new system they didn't have that back in the 360 days so hence me wondering aloud uh, i don't know if those gamer zones actually had any effect on your matchmaking but maybe some <laughs> with with this new transparent system Maybe something like those gamer zones could be brought back again, where, yeah. you know, it, it's the, the rules are still the rules and you'll still get punished if you violate them, no matter which gamer zone you would be in. Mm -hmm. But if you put yourself in the underground, you know, maybe you're going to be less likely to get reported by other users. If maybe there's going to be a little more tolerance for, I'm not saying offensive, but maybe saltier language, right? In in underground yeah. versus in like recreation, right? Something like that. So I, I, uh, I, I still, if, if it's, if it were to be brought back and have an effect on who you're matched up with, maybe that would help you inherently get a, a, a better quality online experience in addition to the, to these uh, new rules that, that Microsoft has laid out. <laughs> I think I think it's interesting now looking at some of the kind of uh, descriptors that go along with each of these zones uh, that that's in there. Um, it, it's funny because I look at this and I'm like, but I'm fluid when it comes to my gaming conversations yeah. and the way that I play. So I, I could be in recreation, I can be in pro, I can be in underground. I can, I'm all of those things depending upon the game I'm playing. And and to be and to be honest, 
the group of folks that I'm playing with. Like I have folks who have the saltiest language that I've been playing with for a decade who I would not bring into a space with folks who I, I play with on the industry side. So it's like those conversations and what does that mean of like in-group speech versus out-group speech and how do those things kind of work together and across each other and what that big Venn diagram would look like. I think that's the reason why this went away was that we found out that gamers were actually more in tune with different layers of who they, who they're with in comparison to kind of was like, I'm an underground gamer, which is, which they said, uh, you know, here's one of the descriptors here. You are the human beatbox or trash talking chucklehead (laughs) and proud of it. And I'm like, human, am I, am I a human beatbox or am I a chucklehead? it depends on the day yeah (laughs) yeah and i think i think we've i think xbox and microsoft have learned enough that like obviously there's going to be context for these reports right like you're going to have to provide context or there it's going to link back to a moment where there is context or you can provide more so i think that's also very important because i don't i don't think people have to be worried about like saying oh like like curse words or like you know especially towards your friends because your friends aren't going to report that unless they're like really crappy friends who want to see them in trouble um but i think it's not going to be that big of a problem that people are going to be worried about like well can i say this can i say that um i think i think very much so it is very like contextual so because Mm. yeah because you still have to present an argument as to why this person's getting reported right so i was just surprised with the memes cock and cook when he was talking he brought up salt i'm surprised you know what salt is oh sir. my god this is what happens when you're the human about... beatbox or a chucklehead i i <laughs> I, I, I say things out loud and then they get reported by the way i was told that there was some uh there was some some related slander to paris about about uh banjo on last week's show oh my god yeah well wait no oh i think that was the kind of that was on the kind of funny show oh okay i I don't remember no no we talked about it on here when i came back this week yeah it was just dustin telling the truth about banjo yeah that nobody cares (laughs) nobody cares (laughs) (laughs) well paris sorry buddy i tried he's not even here to defend himself (laughs) you're you're saying you like banjo ryan like you could say it i don't have a problem with banjo i have have no banjo can live on if we liked it if we got a triple a like you know from rare uh, a high high quality super gorgeous character (laughs) platformer yeah we don't we barely have any of those barely because he's yeah yeah (laughs) have any of those birdly have any of those uh yeah i would i would happily take a new banjo yeah i'm not fiending for one right but i'll take it I, if it that's, if it were announced i'd be like yes that is yeah. cool we need that what do you mean Sounds that's the great. problem you're not feeding for it like i nobody out there i just think it would be tepid in terms of a response to it i, I yeah that's okay, my well, you that's can't my change what i want so <laughs> You said you don't care. <laughs> well, let's talk yeah. about some games that you might want, yeah. Destin. <laughs> Here, right. uh, the next wave of Xbox Game Pass titles has been confirmed. This is leading up right up to Starfield. So this will keep you busy for the next couple weeks. There's some good stuff in here. So uh, Everspace 2, which I've actually heard some good stuff about, That's that was yesterday. That's up right now on Series X and S as well as the cloud. 
Firewatch, which is one of my favorite games of the last 10 years. I reviewed it for IGN. Uh, it's still one of my favorite reviews I've done because every now and most of the times I get done with a game review and I'm like, eh, I got it done. It was okay, I guess. But sometimes every once in a blue moon, I'm like, I really like how that review turned out. And my Firewatch mm. review is one that I was really happy with. But the game's awesome. Firewatch uh, is tomorrow, Thursday, maybe today, depending on when you're listening to us or watching us. Firewatch is on Game Pass on cloud, console, and PC, so play it wherever. It's like five hours long, awesome narrative adventure. Check it out. And then we get into the uh, next week, or excuse me, one more. Yeah, August 8th. No, that's still this week. August 18th, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the asymmetrical multiplayer game, launching day one directly into Game Pass. Uh, our review on IGN gave it, quote-unquote, only a six, but uh, our reviewer did say that the it's pretty bare bones, but that the bones of it are pretty fun. So hopefully they're going to be adding to that game, adding more content over time. I, I played an early preview build like a year ago, and uh, obviously not a thorough sample of what the whole whole game has to offer, but it is fun. Like, the core of it is is really fun, where four of you are are survivors that have been like you know kidnapped and you're trapped you start out trapped in the basement uh oh. of the, of the creepy family's house and three of you are the family so whether it's leatherface or any or, or one of the other couple of people and so it's it's 3v4 and it's i had a great time with it so it you know it's straight into game pass you got no excuse if you want a little something new and different on yeah. the multiplayer side, pop into that this weekend. And then we have uh, Sea of Stars coming up for cloud console and PC on August 29th, which is a game I backed on Kickstarter like three years ago. Oh, wow. It's a you know, retro style, yeah. old school RPG. Looks really cool. Uh, it's coming out on every platform and, and on Xbox, you don't have to actually buy it. It's just right into Game Pass. So that's cool. And then uh, Greece, I believe it's, it's G-R-I-S. I think that's how the game mm -hmm. is pronounced. On September 5th, cloud console and PC as well. And then uh, the next day, September 6th, some little indie thing called Starfield will just also a game. Yeah, go, just into, a little yeah. go into Game Pass as well, if, if you're curious about that. <laughs> but uh, Ka, out of any of those, you gonna you going to jump on any of those before Starfield hits? Big horror fan, so Texas Chainsaw oh. Massacre. That's that's my jam. I love I love the stuff that they put out. Fear the Gun is fantastic. Been a big fan of their 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 IPs that they've rolled out when they had Friday Thirteenth and, and other stuff in that mix. So that asymmetrical players like, I, I it'll be interesting to see if the crossover uh, communities from Dead by Daylight jump on this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's a lot of similarities there that I think will be a lot of fun and Leatherface. And you got to feed got to feed Grandpa. You got to feed Granddad <laughs> his right. blood. Feed him the blood. <laughs> You the blood. That's one of the gameplay mechanics. Yep. Uh, Destin, any any picks from you out of this group? Uh, what's that one on the bottom there? Star... <laughs> Starfeld? Starfeld. Starfeld. Yeah. Starfield. <laughs> yeah, but I Why, suppose I would also... Starfeld? Yeah. <laughs> so when we were producing the ID at Xbox Showcase, Everspace 2 really jumped out at me. That yep. game looks very pretty. So I think that one's good. And also Sea of Stars. It's a old style RPG, and that one looks great. Also, I really find it interesting how they handle combat in that game and how pretty it looks. So, yeah, those two jump out at me for sure. But also, Starfield. 
yeah maybe maybe that one uh-huh. too. we'll see yeah. well, maybe it maybe it's got a, a chance yeah to get some attention i don't know stella any uh any one of these you'll pop into yeah i i think i have firewatch and i need to play that but also uh sea of stars that's my pick because when we were doing the idea at xbox um i was one of the hosts and we did get to we, we didn't make it didn't make it to the live stream but we did play a little bit of this and it looks very pretty um you can jump onto like different ledges and things so places that you think you can't get to you can uh combat is very interactive there's one of the characters who can shoot like a moon crescent and it's like a boomerang so as long as you keep hitting the button at the same time that it comes right back to you you can keep shooting yeah. it back which is great so for me i'm like i'm not normally into games like this but if i can do that i love that um the puzzles are actually pretty difficult in this too and the music is great look also, how pretty this is i, I know mean, is yeah so yeah Major sort of and you can fish that's a really fun mini game and it's yeah. very different from like stardew and and uh animal crossing so love that it's it's just a very cozy game and i'm like you know what <laughs> I might play this, and um, especially if I get a handheld device for, like, my PC games. Well, it, I'm pretty sure it's, it's Game Pass. It's deck verified. I did see that on Ooh. their yeah. official Twitter feed. And uh, okay. I, I was just thinking that when I backed this on Kickstarter forever ago, mm-hmm. I wonder if I chose Xbox or PC as oh, my platform to get, yeah. you know, because I, I did the, I backed it at the level where you get the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I hope I chose, I didn't because back then I didn't know it was yeah. going to be on Game Pass. They probably didn't know it was going to be on Game Pass either. I hope I chose PC so that I can, I can get oh. the Steam version oh, and right. play it, play it on Steam Deck. Yeah, uh, but still play it on Game Pass PC if I'm at home. I'm so glad that you yeah. backed games with Kickstarter. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been a yeah. while. I mean, there was uh, it, Broken Age, Double Fines <gasps> game. Really, oh. that mm-hmm. really likes not the there hadn't been any video games that had ever done Kickstarter before, but that really like the success of that set off like yeah. a, a ton of, of stuff. I mean, Microsoft's own in exile, uh, did, uh, they kickstarted, I believe it was wasteland three. Oh, okay. Was, was yeah. st- mm-hmm. started out as a, am I, I'm right on that. Ka? Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. Think so. Yep. It was a, uh, a kickstarted project before ironically that might, you know, Microsoft, well, Microsoft didn't come in, well, they came in on Psychonauts 2, okay. although that was Fig, mm. not Kickstarter. Mm. But same, same deal, crowdfunded. But somebody in the comments will have already, mm-hmm. already <laughs> sussed it out for us. But, <laughs> so I'm going to stay, stay non-committal, or at least yeah. I don't think so, is, is what my gut's telling me. Mm-hmm. All right, what will your guts tell you oh, God. on the <laughs> Unlock Block Trivia Challenge this week? See, Destin, that's how segues are done. <laughs> All right. Wait, the master has returned. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> the master has returned. Your voices have been. Khalif gets that joke. Thank you. Gets that reference. <laughs> the funny thing Four is, I've been holding on to this. We've been talking about the this number changed. eight for so long that I've been holding on to an eight is enough joke for the whole <laughs> show. But that's all. I've, I'm old anyway. Manos. All right. Uh, <laughs> unlock block trivia challenge here. Roland, whose gamer tag is Rolo with zeros for the O's. That's a good gamer tag, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Asks, this is a good one. Which of the following is the tallest, physically the tallest? An Xbox Series X standing vertical, four Series S's stacked horizontally, 20 copies of the standard edition of Halo 2, so just the regular plastic jewel case, or a... Day one 
Xbox 360, so just the launch, original version of the 360, with the hard drive standing vertical. On it. Okay, hard drive is on it. Yeah, Noted. we're going hard drive. Oh, hard drive on. is on it? We're going oh, hard drive okay. on it. That changes uh, He didn't actually easy. specify that. I'm specific. I'm just going to, just because I could, I could see that would be a legitimate question from the panel. <laughs> Because <laughs> you could get the arcade version, which you've got the memory it was, card it for. Was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the core version uh, core, yeah. at, at launch. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have an Xbox 360, so I don't even know what that would look like. Oh, yeah. You're allowed to Google image. You're allowed to look at a, a 360. An image of it? Yeah, okay, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll allow that. Image. Okay. Uh, granted, yeah, even if you looked up all the images of all oh, these, yeah, no, the, the this, scales would be all yeah. wrong anyway. So, yeah. all right. With the thing. Okay. Can I look at my 360? With? <laughs> as long as it's not stacked next to anything else. Hard. Cheater. No. As He's long as it's not right vertical. Because I have the consoles. <laughs> is it? Is it? Uh, <laughs> oh, the hard drive just kind of sat on top. That's it cute. It snaps on top. Oh, yeah. that's so nice. Well, you could lay it down on the side. That's awesome. Huh. True, true. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to go to Khalif first here. And, and yeah. by the way, I want to say I'm not sure I would have guessed this correctly. Like, this is a good one to just think about the physical sizes of these things in your mind's eye. I don't know if I would get this right. <laughs> Even though I've stared at all of these things for twenty years, or, it's the yeah. hardest thing because you, you have a you have a visual in your mind of like what those things are gonna gonna be. I I I'm gonna go out on a limb, but I, this is totally just like mental math of remembering what the consoles look like and stuff. I go, I'm gonna go D. I think day okay. one Xbox 360 standing vertical, the inhale of all inhales. That's right, standing standing vertically with a hard drive. Even without the hard drive, I still think it's taller than, all right. than, than all of those. I, so I, I love deep. the callback to the, that design philosophy mm -hmm. that Microsoft talked about, how the console was meant to look like it was inhaling. <laughs> it's true. Uh -huh. don't, don't laugh at me. Laugh at so them. It's true. <laughs> uh -huh. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's uh, just be a look like an inhale. So. Uh, <laughs> Destin, I'll go to you next. I think it's D. I think the middle two are for, like, fun. Okay. But, like... Yeah, I think it's D. All right. I, I see your logic there. Stella? Mm. You're going to join on with the guys here? Well, and, like, yeah, I didn't start owning an Xbox or... console till, this, till, till Xbox One. So for me, I'm just like, do I just mooch off their answers? Do I just be different? <laughs> but they know the Xbox better. We're right. So, I mean, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, D makes sense because it was made to be more vertical or I mean, horizontal, like be, cause it's just sits there as opposed to like the series X that goes up, but the series X is pretty tall. Destin with four points he is our leader. <laughs> Does he have four? Yeah. Stella, you, okay? I mean, you've been uh, off the show a yeah. number of times that uh, you're sitting at one point. We got to get you, get oh, you going boo. here. Uh, and according to my scoring here, it looks like Khalif is not on the board yet. I've not gotten any points <laughs> you've only, yet. You only just joined the yeah. show three weeks ago. True. So. true, true, true. And and I was out the last two weeks, so there hasn't been trivia. You've barely had an opportunity. Uh, Stella. Okay, I'll go with D because if it's right, then the point thing stays the same. If we're pulled from, then we it still stays the same. Mm. It's fine, yeah. Okay, I mean, I, I understand the strategy involved here. Uh, and... This might be the first time this year where everybody's gotten it right. Oh, thank God. Yes, you are all correct. It is indeed okay. the original Xbox 360 standing vertical. A little, uh, It was, you know, the, in, the inhale probably helped it look smaller than it was. Like, that's, that's, what, just, that's what good design does. Yeah. 
And yeah, the it's taller than uh, the Series X standing vertical. Huh. And uh, yes, taller than 20 copies of Halo 2. Yeah. And it was, it was even taller when you put it back in the coffin to go Red, send it over it? to go get it fixed. <laughs> oh, man. Can you see it, Red? Oh, my God. Can you zoom he in actually, on it? He, he stacked it up. So look, you Did can you stack compare it? this. No, I did it after uh -huh. we knew. Oh, yeah, see? sure. Oh, you had the black one too. Oh, a little bit I missed higher. one of those. Yeah, yeah, I missed one of those. Well, my first one fried like everybody else's. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that I got the elite after that, which All came right. with the uh, 120. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, 60. Yeah, yeah. The 60. What was it back in the day? Uh, the elite was uh, 120 gigs. Now this one has a 250 on it, but yeah. Yeah, that would have been that came later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my favorite. I love the black. Yeah, so, nice. uh, hey, Roland, good job on that trivia question. That was a really fun one. That was, that was uh, really I'm glad everybody got it right, but that was, that was a super fun question. And if anybody else out there would like to submit an Xbox trivia question, you can send it my way. The email address is unlocked at IGN.com. Include, of course, the question for multiple choice answers. Note the correct answer in your email. Don't forget your name and optionally your gamer tag. If you'd like me to read that on the air, should I choose your question? And with that, it is about time to get out of here. Uh, in fact, we are right at time. So I'll just, I'll just call it right here, right now <laughs> for Khalif Adams. Everybody go check out Spawn On Me, wonderful podcast. Don't miss it on all the channels. Don't miss that uh, Destin Legary, of course. You will be uh, off on assignment here very soon if you haven't already done so. Looking forward well, to the results gone. of that. Stella Chung, always good to see you. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, and our super producer is Red Rigos. We'll see you all next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.